Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Debbie Stewart. This summer, our women's ministry here at Green Acres studied the book of Haggai. In that time, two things came up that we want to share with you today. So the first thing is why God withholds his blessings. And the second thing is what you can do about it, which if you know me, you know I'm going to need something to do. (laughs) So Debbie, welcome. Are you ready to jump in? I am. I have been so intrigued by this study and by the revelation that has come out of this little book of Haggai that's tucked away in the Old Testament that you would think has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with us, not only personally, wherever you are in your season of life, but also where we are in transition through our church or if your family's in transition. So it was so relative to me today. I was shocked and I've been very intrigued to learn some things from this book I hope to share with your listeners today. Well, I am excited. Um, So first, what made you decide to want to study study Haggai? Well, it was very interesting. During a time of prayer and fasting, the Lord led me to this book. And I kept thinking, why would, who studies Haggai? I mean, that's so random. Yeah. And I started reading. And so it's just two chapters. And as soon as I read the two chapters, I knew the Lord had some personal things in here for me. And then also for the women of Green Acres, as we made that a part of our study structure. I love it. So will you give us some context to the book? of Haggai and what is going on in this book, because we know that you want to look at the context of something so that you don't end up pulling scripture out of context in a verse using a verse in a way that was never intended to be used. Exactly. And so here's what's going on in that season, in that particular time, that if you look carefully in your life personally, if you look at even our church here at Green Acres or whatever season you might be in, I think you'll relate to several of the things that have happened. So the bottom line is this, the Lord had given His people an assignment Mm -hmm. and they started it but they did not complete it. And I was interested to know why they did not complete the work that the Lord had given them. And this is where it really began to relate to me. Here's what happened. They became discouraged and they became discontented. They no longer liked the way things were. Mm. They didn't like the reason God was giving them this assignment. Opposition set in. Their priorities started to shift a bit. Interest started waning. They became interested in something else, something different. They began to be sidetracked. Uh, Passion vanished. People complained. Anybody relating to any of this? (laughs) Unfortunately. And then apathy set in, and they ended the work. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that bothered me so much. They ended the work for 15 years. 15 years. So what that tells us is so they, the, the assignment the Lord had given them was to rebuild his house because it was in ruins. It had been torn down. So what it tells us is for 15 years, like almost a whole generation, can you imagine from a baby till, till he became a 15-year-old, the people lived in the ruins mm. and it no longer bothered them. They no longer cared. They no longer considered doing anything about it. So they just raised the next generation in the middle of ruins. So I started thinking about my own life. How many times have I not done that? Life has been shattered. Things have been crazy. Transition has come. The Lord has given me assignment, but I got sidetracked. You know, COVID helped us do this. We were forced out. We were sidetracked. We had to We had to uh, give attention to something else. We were pushed back. But coming back, 
To finish the work that the Lord has given us, to be quite honest, has been very hard. George Barna says about 30% of the people that were active members at your church before COVID uh, are no longer active. Mm. So the same thing happened with me. And so for 15 years, the work was not finished. That's when the Lord sent Haggai to give them a message. And that's where we learn about God withholding His blessing. So why does God withhold His blessing? There are two reasons according to the text. So let's read it and see if we can identify the two reasons God says He would withhold His blessing in our life. So this is Haggai chapter 1. I'm going to pick up in verse 2. So just put this, uh, listeners, just put this in story context as we're reading this story and picture what's going on and just engage with, with what the Lord is saying. Haggai chapter 1 verse 2 says, The Lord says, These people say, The time has not come for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. But the Lord came to the prophet of Haggai and said, Is it a time for you yourselves to live in paneled houses while the house of the Lord lies in ruins? Now the Lord says, consider your ways. We're going to come back to that. Mm. That's one of the things the Lord is going for in this withholding his blessing. He said, consider your ways. Another translation, which I really like, uh, it's the Christian Standard Bible. Think carefully about your ways, which means think Think carefully about what you're doing here. Which to me says, slow down. Absolutely. You better pay attention. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? Um, I had a little grandson at my house not long ago. He was four, and he was getting into something. Uh, excuse me. Like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he said, I'm not supposed to be here in this cabinet, am I, Dodie? No, you're not. It has <laughs> knives. and no, He knew, but it, he, it just got away from him. So think carefully about what you're doing. And then the Bible goes on to say, you have planted much but harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but you never have enough to be happy. You put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. The wage earner puts his wages into a bag with a hole in it. Mm. Mm -hmm. The Lord says, consider your ways. Go up into the hills, bring down the lumber, and build the house of the Lord, and I will be pleased, and I will be glorified. If you want to know how to please the Lord, you want to know what glorifies Him, He tells you. Go up the hill. Other translations says, climb the hill and get the wood. We're going to come back to that, but let's finish a few more verses in chapter 1. So the Lord is telling them how to solve this problem, that the house lies in ruins, and and he He's not going to bless the work that they're doing on their own, and he's asking them to consider what you're doing. So he goes on to say, you have been busy with your own houses. So on your account, the skies have withheld the dew. The land has withheld its crop. I have summoned a drought on the fields and the hills, on the grain, the wine, and the oil, and whatever the ground yields, no man and animal on all that you have will produce anything. Mm. So that lets us know, here's the two reasons the Lord withholds His blessing, those scriptures. Number one is this, to get your attention. I have wondered recently over what's going on in our world, in our culture, in Tyler, Texas, in our church, if the Lord is not doing some things to get our attention. Hey, what are you doing? Think about what you're doing. Consider Mm. your ways. So the first reason He withholds a blessing is to get your attention. The second is this, to change your ways. Mm. 
That's why he asked, consider your ways, because you need to think about it so you won't continue acting this This is your chance to change your ways. Absolutely. And then he goes on to say, you're going to work your hands to the bone, and you're going to have nothing to show for it, because I'm not blessing it. There is a verse that we read recently in our August Bible study guide um, that talked about this, Mm -hmm. and it um, said something along the lines of, the builder builds his house in Mm -hmm. vain if he does not build for the Lord. Absolutely, Um, in Psalms. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'll put that verse in the show notes so you can look that up. But it's so interesting to me how the Lord has to bless what we do. We can't just go off doing our own thing. That's right. And we have to uh, uh, accomplish, we have to finish the assignments that the Lord gives. Now, I love this particular part where he says, um, think carefully about your ways. This is the second time that he says it. And then he gives the solution. I love when the Lord does this and he doesn't often do that in scripture to say, here's the problem. Here's the solution. I like it that way. I like that lined out. This is what you're doing wrong. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. If you keep doing this, I'm going to keep doing this and we're going to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Israelites, we're going to keep going around this wilderness. We're not going to get to the promised land because I'm not going to do it your way, Debbie Stewart. I, I feel like I hear that from the Lord. Consider your ways. We're not doing it your way. I'm going to build in your life something different, and I'm going to do it another way. I think about our son who was incarcerated for a number of years. I did not want the Lord to build faith in my life through that process. I would rather build faith in my life by 20 minutes a day uh, for the rest of my life, sitting at my desk in my nice cozy chair with my Diet Coke. But the Lord said, consider your ways. We're not doing it your way. I'm about to do ministry a completely different way. So I love when he says, here's the problem, here's the solution. Mm, That's good. And the solution was this, which is just intriguing to me about what he means by this. The the, um, admonition here for us, the, the direction for us is to climb the hill, get the wood, and rebuild the house of the Lord. So that's what we can do about it. That's exactly right. I love so like, an action step. <laughs> I, and so like, what does that even mean for me? Why I don't climb the hill and get the wood. You know, how do we actually do that? But you have to think what it means when you, when you kind of break that down. What does this mean to me? One thing that I felt like it meant, well, let me go back before I explain that, because I want to give this as the premise for this. So the Lord said, consider your ways. And, and he's calling them back to the original assignment, return and rebuild. So it's all mm. coming back. Consider your ways. Return. Come back to me. I I seriously feel the burden of a comeback after COVID and after the craziness has happened that we have a spiritual comeback, not just a physical comeback, like get back to church, get back to Bible study. Over the last few weeks, as I've invited women to come, I've heard them say, you know, it just, man, I got off track. I got disconnected. I wasn't sure how to get back. I just couldn't get my schedule back in order. Couldn't get my priorities lined out. Listen, that's the Lord saying, consider your ways, return and rebuild. I believe that's where we are as a, reach, as a church. That's where I am in my life. Return, get back to the main thing, make the main thing the main thing, return and rebuild. Well, and what I love about that is the order of mm-hmm. return and then rebuild. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get ourselves all back together. We don't have to get everything back in order before we can return to the Lord. He wants us to return to Him first. Right. And then He helps us with the rest of it. And I want to say to those that have gotten out or what someone said to me recently, I'm just in a fog, you know, I'm just in a funk. Here's what, I, here's what I believe, like Haggai called him to come and talk to the people, send a message. Here's what I believe the message on my heart from the Lord is, come back. Darling, come back. 
you, you've been away, you've missed out. There's some enriching things the Lord has for your life. You're only going to find those things in the house of the Lord and in mm-hmm. community with his people. Mm-hmm. Come back. So when he ca- called them to climb the hill and get the wood, when you break that down to what it really means to us, I find it interesting. He didn't say cross the street and get the wood. <laughs> he didn't say go into the valley and get the wood. What, what does he say? Climb the hill. What does, and what does that, what does that message send to you? If you're, if you're going to have to climb a hill, what does that imply? It's not going to be easy. There you go. There's going to be work. And this is this may not be the easiest thing you've ever done, but that's why they quit the work the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is hard. We don't like it. I'm tired. There you go. I'm not going to do it. And they didn't. So he lets you know, we're going to climb the hill. Listen, that's not just to staff people that are on staff at a church. This is to all of God's people. Mm-hmm. Climb the hill and get the wood. And I know some of you might be thinking, as I was thinking when I read this, but Lord, you don't know what I've been going through lately. You don't know some of the pain. I've had some physical pain and a foot issue that I've been dealing with. And I'm saying to the Lord, you know, but you don't know that my foot, there's so much pain involved in this. And the Lord's like, I, climb the hill and get the wood. Like, what? get a brace what do you and climb not the hill and get the wood. You know, and, and I feel like if if, you, if you're if you saying, but Lord, I've, I've got too many other things going on and there's a lot of craziness in my life and I've been hurting and I lost my husband or this happened or that happened. I'm I, too busy. Absolutely. I feel like the Lord's saying, if you're crying all day, right, get some Kleenex, climb the hill and get the wood. You know, we make excuses for why we don't do this. That's why he said, you better consider your ways. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start withholding things that I want you to have. So what does it look like, practically speaking, to climb the hill and get the wood? So for us, it means climb the hill. That means there's going to be work to do. For us, that might be, we might need to make some phone calls. We might need to send some emails. We might need to do some invites. But I think the first thing for us is sit down with the Lord. Get your instruction. That in itself is a process for people, and that's a hard priority to line up in your schedule. Climb the hill. Make this priority. We say 20 minutes a day for the rest of your life. That's part of getting the wood. You're going to sit down and get the words that the Lord has for you. You can only consider your ways and make those changes with His help. And mm-hmm. if you if you sit down, if you do the work of sitting down to hear from the Lord and have some time with Him— That's climbing the hill. That's putting your work in. That's working the program. But it also includes, you might need to go make a visit. You might need to drop off a gift. There might be someone who needs a meal. And it's going to be making other people a part of our lives and meeting the needs of others. Mm, That's good. So climb the hill, whatever that might look like. You'll know once you sit down with him. Uh, as you're reading his word, yes, even in Haggai, usually the Lord will imp- give you an impression in your heart. This is something you need to do. So you get the instruction on where to climb the hill exactly. How long? Where? To what level? He'll give you those instructions. So the main thing for climbing the hill is sit down with the Lord and receive your assignment and don't make excuses. Well, and one thing on that that I've noticed in my own life is he'll em- press something upon me, and then I'll talk myself out of it, Mm -hmm. but he'll bring it right back up again. Like that thing is not going away. Absolutely. And he'll bring it up again and again. Mm -hmm. And when you still don't do it, you may begin to notice because he's trying to get your attention. Things just are not working out. You're just working so hard and you're trying to do the right thing, but you're not doing the thing the Lord asked you to do. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you're doing the right thing because you're working it your way. But God said, I want you to step out of that comfort zone when you're nice and cozy. And for me, uh, what he said to me is, I want you to go do prison ministry. 
listen, I was so upset when I found out the Lord wanted me to go to do prison ministry. I'm like, I'm already going to prison when I don't want to go there. I'm, ar- I'm already going because my son is there. I don't like anything about this. And now you want me to take another Saturday and go into prison? I was like, I don't even want to do that. But that's what the Lord said. But think of all the things that the Lord has brought from that. I mean, I know Absolutely. in the three or four times we've sent women mm-hmm. into do prison ministry, We've had almost 100 women come mm-hmm. to know Jesus. 97 have given their life to Christ, and they have made, I believe, a serious commitment to the Lord. And so those women who are incarcerated, their climb the hill and get the wood looks a little different. I think it's a little easier for us. I think it's mm. going to be a little bit harder for them because of the opposition we face. So let's not make this harder than it is. Mm. And so when I began to do that, I felt so energized. I felt so fulfilled. I loved it. And I'm like, why did I fight this so hard? Because because it seemed to be a hard thing. That's what the enemy said. This is going to be so hard. There's no reason. This isn't fair. All the excuses that he's going to put in your brain. Mm. So climb the hill and get the wood. And that's where the Lord is going to speak. And then rebuild the Lord's house. As we are just making an impact, as we are being a light in a dark place, that's what rebuild the Lord's house. And right now there are so many things, just even in, in Green Acres, so many areas, so many places where we need people mm-hmm. um, to do ministry, uh, even women's ministry, but other ministries as well. So part of this, climb the hill, get the wood, is the Lord saying to us, I need you to reorder your priorities. Um, I need you to rearrange your schedule. I need you to put first things first. Climb the hill, get the wood. This is the order. The Lord has an order of things. I'm terrible about getting things out of order and then wondering why it didn't work. Uh, my grandson in his, putting himself in his in his car seat, he, he was so excited that he could do it. But what happened is he got it out of order. And the, the waist belt does not click if the shoulder belts aren't together first. And so he jumps in and does his waist belt, and then the shoulder belts won't fit. And he's so frustrated <laughs> because you have to do it in a proper order. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord has for us. You're going to know that when you sit down with him, get in his word, and spend some time with him. Climb the hill, get the wood, rebuild the Lord's house. That is the priority. That is setting our hearts on what is right. And that's what the Bible says. If you do this, I will be pleased with you and I will be glorified. And that is what I live for, is that what I do, consider your ways, my ways would be pleasing to the Lord. He would be honored. He would be glorified. And if you kept reading the rest of Haggai, people are going to be blessed and the temple is going to be rebuilt. And a lot of people have a benefit from that. Mm, That's good. I feel like this was just the energizer boost that we needed for a Wednesday. Um, Anything else you want to share from Haggai? One little thing that that I loved, and I think the Lord did, especially for me in reading Haggai. When I was studying through this, I was at a particularly, um, not not really like a difficult time, but just a, a time of low energy, maybe low ministry energy, if you want to call it that. But one morning I pulled up to my desk and normally I do that with great excitement. I am a morning person. I love getting up. I'm ready to start the day. I love meeting with the Lord at my little desk. And, and I feel like every day he leaves me on a cliffhanger. Like I have to go to work. I've been sitting here. I have to go to work. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to finish this conversation tomorrow. We're going to pick up where we left off. And I'm usually uh, very excited about that. But one particular day, uh, I I felt drained and depleted. And I pulled up to the desk where I meet with the Lord. And all I could say instead of, good morning, Lord, or, or I'm committing my day to you, or I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, 
Really, the only thing that I could get out was, I'm sorry. Like, I wish I were here with more excitement. I wish I had momentum. I wish I had great ideas and a lot of energy. But the truth is, it's all I could do to just pull myself up to this desk. And here's how the Lord speaks so personally through His Word. On that day, which would be probably very rare, probably in this last year, there may have been two or three times when I pulled up to my desk, not really feeling it. You know, I just was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm here. That day, I read Haggai chapter 12. Excuse me, Haggai chapter 1, verse 12. And this was so sweet, just feeling the way that I felt that morning, the Lord said that He called all of His people to obey the Lord their God in His Word. So Haggai's called the people together, and basically they're saying, you know what, Haggai, you're right. We will obey the Lord because He has a plan and He wants to bless us. And the Bible says, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, delivered the Lord's message to the people. And the message was this, I am with you, says the Lord. And verse 14 the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of his servant. And I don't know what it was about that little verse, that little phrase, the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of his servant. I didn't know he did that, Mm. but he absolutely did that for me that morning. He sparked enthusiasm in me through his word. And I love how he will meet you at your point of need with whatever way that you feel. Just bring that to the Lord and see if He won't spark your enthusiasm. Another translation says that He roused the Spirit within them. And I believe that's what the Lord is doing. Uh, In our church, things have changed. We're coming through transition, and the Lord is blessing. I've looked around through this study. Is the Lord withholding His blessing? No, He is not. He is being blessed, and He is being glorified, and He is being pleased. So I just pray for those that need their enthusiasm spark, that that the Lord would rouse His Spirit within you and give you everything that you need to return and rebuild, to climb the hill, get the wood, and rebuild the Lord's house. I love it. Debbie, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Um, As you know, we have two questions that we ask all of our podcast guests. What is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? Uh, Right now, what I am loving is what's going to happen, I think, today, the rain. I love (laughs) sitting outside. We've been without rain. And of course, as I've been studying this, it makes me think about, is the Lord withholding rain? You know, I'm watching crops dry up. I'm watching the farmers. I'm watching our own backyard. I'm watching our lake just dry up. Is the Lord withholding a blessing? So I, what I'm loving is when it pours down rain. I love sitting and watching that and being thankful in my spirit. Um, something I'm learning is, I want to say waiting on the Lord, but preparing myself in a waiting season. For the longest, I felt like I'm just clicking my watch when I'm in a waiting season. I felt like I'm just clicking my watch. Okay, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. When is it time? And the Lord hasn't really called us to wait. He's called us to prepare Mm. in the wait. And that's what I want to learn to do well. That's good. Thanks for sharing, Debbie. And thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.